Hi, everybody. Welcome. It is June the 12th, 2019, and this is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. And I'm your host, Robert Bruton. And in today's show, we're going to be talking a little bit about the uh, new book that I'm working on currently. It's called uh, Tie It All Together. It's kind of taking all of the books that I've written and tying it all together, how to put it into play for your entire life. So stay tuned. We're going to take a quick commercial break here, and I'll be right back. Hi, guys, and welcome back. Thanks for uh, waning through the uh, uh, the uh, advertisement there, you know. Uh, like all shows, you know, we gotta we got to have a little bit of advertisement. And at the end of this show, I'll rattle my tin cup and see if you won't support the show. But in the meantime, let's... Let's do what uh, I had started saying in in our in our profiles is you know let's let's start kicking some ass let's start having some fun okay and so the book that I'm currently working on has really got me I, I'm really excited about it it's, it's it's a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun to write um, it's probably it'll be my sixth book and I'm enjoying it more so than I did the first five. And there's a couple of the first five that are in there that I really had, that I really got jazzed up about. You know, if I had a favorite, I'm going to say God is your coach, you know? And the reason is, is because that was such an epiphany moment for me. You know, when I think about when you're going through a really, really super hard time, okay? And, and, you're sitting there going, well, great. I, I don't know what I've done to piss God off, but apparently it's a lot because he sure as hell is letting me get drugged through everything that, that you know, I, I'm to a point where, you know, I'm about ready to call a suicide crisis line. And then it dawned on me. If God can, can coach you through if you can, if you can, you know, sometimes God's got to bring you to your knees for you to get it. It's not malicious. It's not hurtful. Because seriously, I can think of, you know, when you think about the hardest thing you've gone through in your life, think about the worst thing that you've gone through in your life, and you actually live through it, is the pain today the same as it was when it first happened? No, because pain will dissipate over time. Your hurt, sorrow will dissipate over time. So if God can get you through that moment, okay, then he's coaching you through. What do coaches do? They push you beyond your mental and physical ability because your mental and physical ability in your own head is limited by your limiting beliefs. And that's really what I'm working on. Really what we're working on in the books is not having that limiting belief, believing with everything that is us, everything I believe with everything that is me, everything that's made up of me, that I'm going to be okay. That I'm going to have the life that God wants me to have and God promises that I'll have. Okay, so, you know, uh, I really, 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 and jazzed up about all of all of the stuff that we're working on. So if you're following me, um, I hope that you're getting as excited as I am because it is a lot of fun and it is <clears throat> making some real big breakthroughs in my life. And that's why I share 
these things so that maybe you don't have to cover the same real estate. Maybe I can say, oh, yeah, I bought that. Just cut through there. You know, if that makes sense, use it. Think about it metaphorically. If I have a piece of real estate that that I own that has a fix for you and I say, oh, yeah, no, here, just use just use this. And you walk my path through there and you get the same result and you didn't have to do half the work that I've done. Then not only was I a blessing to you, but you received a blessing and that's a blessing to me. So thank God. All right. So cool. So. You know, we talked about yesterday standing in line and having patience and and uh, and making sure that 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 we don't quit too soon. And today I want to talk about, you know, don't kick your own ass. And I've written a lot of stuff about this and, I, and I'm writing stuff about this in the new book, you know, is staying staying in faith even when you can't see a reason to be in faith. OK. You know, if you if you just have gone to that where that moment where, you know, maybe God's got to bring you to your knees so that you'll say, I surrender, I give up. I get it. OK, you know, man, you know, and you just sit there and go, God, I don't know, you know, and you struggle. And and, and historically, I would I would have given up way before now because I've gone through some some terrible things. OK. And I've and I've put myself in terrible situations in terrible places emotionally, okay. And you just you're like, damn. When is enough enough? You know, when you're when you're enough is is sufficient enough to bring you to your knees and to to tell God I give. You know. It is enough is enough. I can't I, I, I need some help. I need for you to guide me. I need for you to walk me through this path. And what's amazing is, is if you start doing this, if you start focusing on stuff like this and stop kicking your own ass, I can't do this. I can't. Well, no, you can't do it alone. You can do it. You just can't do it alone. That's where faith and spirituality blend into the mix so that you're not walking this life alone. You have a spiritual soulmate that's walking with you in the form of God. You know, Jesus is walking that path with you. Okay, and then all of a sudden you, you're going to be amazed at the things that come up in your life where you're going, ah, wait a minute. I didn't even see that coming. Wow. Or you get more than what you needed. You get more than enough. Or maybe that God puts out there and lets you take, you know, take what this blessing, maybe it doesn't fix everything in your life, but it sure lets you know that he's there. Sure lets you know that the universe is moving around and moving pieces around in your life so that you can enjoy a much greater and happier life. But what's the hardest thing that we have to fight is ourselves, our own limiting belief, our own old paradigms, the things that where you say, oh, you know, shit, I don't have the I don't got the money to do that. 
I don't have the resources to do that. I don't have, you know, a computer to do the work. I don't have a car to get to where I need to get to. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't, I don't, I don't. And so, therefore, we think it's impossible. It's it's hard to think about a miracle when you're sitting there going, uh, this looks impossible. There's no way, you know. I don't have $10,000 to start this. I don't have this. I don't have that. And what we're, what we're learning and what I'm writing a lot about, what I'm talking a lot about, and what we're, you know, we're really learning is the difference between having resources and being resourceful. You know, there's always some step you can take towards something that you don't currently have but that could manifest itself in some unbelievable way. You know, maybe you cross paths with someone who has uh, a computer sitting in their garage and, and you're talking and just in conversation, they go, hell, dude, I got this older computer in my garage. It works. It's, you know, it may not be the greatest thing in the world, but shit, it's in my garage. If, won't you, if you'll just come get it, I'll give it to you. Who knows? Maybe you find something at a garage sale. Guy says, give me 10 bucks. You can have it. Or maybe better still, you go to the library and you use one for free. Because the library has a bunch of computers there. So you figure out all the things that you need to do. You go to the library and you do your stuff. And it's free. So there's always a way. You just have to have the will to want to do it bad enough that you're willing to ride the bus to the library downtown, use a computer and ride the bus home. You know, you're willing to start somewhere because it's a start. It's a beginning. You can go, you know, it'll take me forever. You don't know what it will take you. You don't know what God's going to do in your life. You don't know what person may cross your path because you were on the bus and some dude that maybe he he's a, some executive and he's riding the bus, which many do. Okay, and, and all of a sudden you're sitting there talking or telling your story and he goes, dude, I love that. Um, our company needs this or, or wow, that'd be a great fit for my business or that'd be a great fit for this or that. You know, hell, they might even offer you a job doing what you want to do. Who knows? But if you're open to it and you're and you don't have that limiting belief that, oh, this shit's never going to happen. You're right. The shit is never going to happen. You know why? Because you keep saying it's never going to happen instead of saying, God, I'm prepared to receive any blessing in any shape, form or fashion. To do X, Y, Z, to sell this widget, to sell this whatever, sell this service, this product, you know? If you'd asked people that I know if I, that I, that I would start a podcast, people would say, what? he's never going to do any stupid shit like that. He can't do that. You know, he doesn't have a radio voice. <clears throat> He only has a voice that he has to clear in your ear. <laughs> so, you know, it, 
but if I had listened to all these naysayers, you know, if you'd have asked my high school English teacher, this guy's going to be an author. She'd go, really? Yeah, he can't, you know, he, he can't pass my class, much less, you know. Was English my strong suit? No, it wasn't. But there are editors. There are things that I can do that I can write out what I want to say. And then I can then I can grammatically fix what needs to be fixed. I can make the punctuation uh, the way it should be. I learning what a squinting modifier is, what an unclear ascendant is, you know. I'm learning all these different editing things. But it doesn't prevent me from writing and it doesn't prevent me from publishing a book. Because I've done it five times now. About to be six. And, it, you know, if, if I had to take an English test uh, today, I, I you know, who, I, I might be a little smarter in English, you know. I love the movie is, is the, the guy, the, I forget it was a dad or maybe it was somebody was, they, they, he, the kid brought home, a, he failed English and they go, and the parents are like, oh my God, how can you fail English for God's sake you speak it? You know? And I think it boils down to, it's, it's, it's really, you know, I like to think of myself as a storyteller, somebody who, who shares the, shares the things that I'm going through in my life and shares the, the happiness that I find in, uh, in the, the, the knowledge that I gain, the things where I, I'm making more strides in this particular aspect of, or whatever particular aspect of my life that I'm working on, you know, and, and I'm able to share that with my community of, of people that follow me. And we're able to talk about that. We're able to share that. And we're able to, to make that a valued resource back to people that I care about. And people that I care about, obviously, are the people who follow my blog, the people that follow my podcast, the fans that I have, you know. And, and so I want to share that experience. But if I, and when I got started, it was weird. I, you know, it's kind of weird to start and do your first podcast. Then you do your second, you know. I'm sure I talked in some of them. I, you know, you can hear me talking 100 miles an hour because I'm nervous. Now I'm not so nervous. You know, I and and a lot of times, you know, I, I do them outside. I do them, you know, it's not, it's not some studio quality thing. You know, I remember... Someone that I loved very much, and we were doing things, and and if it wasn't just perfect, then we wouldn't do it. We wouldn't put it out. And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather you you <laughs> laugh and hear these silly mistakes, bloopers. Okay. People laugh more, I think, at blooper shows and things like that than they do it. You know, if you're watching a comedy show, because the blooper, you know, it all makes it real. So I, it was easy for me to overcome that fear. It was easy for me to put out things that I had written because I'm sitting there going, look, I, I really hardly think if somebody's struggling in their life and the message that I gave particularly gave them an aha moment. 
and I missed a comma in a sentence. I don't think that it's going to detract from their joy of learning something that came from a message that I gave. I don't think that that if if I missed a punctuation here or if I used too many adverbs in my paragraph, if I, you know, did things that that were maybe common English mistakes, but the, but somebody read through that and read through the deal. And yes, I am concerned about, do you know, I want to produce a good quality uh, product. I want people to read it and not go, oh my God, does this guy even get past the third grade of English? You know, so I do use editors. I do have people look at my work and I do, you know, I won't say that it's 110% perfect, but it's, it's as close as I can get it. You know, because no, I'm not an English scholar. You know, I wasn't formally trained in uh, writing, but I do work on my craft. But I don't let that fact keep me from publishing, keep me from writing articles, keep me from making social media posts, keep me from giving seminars or talking to people or uh well, just like there, I'm sitting there going, uh, um, uh, um, what do they tell you in professional speaking? Don't use, uh, um, and uh, well, you know, and stutter through. Okay, well, you fill an hour with nonstop talking. Sometimes you're going to stumble and fall, but does that keep me from doing it? Hell no. Because honestly, I don't think that anybody listening to my show is going to pick apart the show instead of receiving the message. You know, it's I've heard T.D. Jakes, who's who's a as a minister, as a pastor, you know, or Bishop Jakes, I should say. Man, I dig it. You know, I used to think that that when guys would get on fire, you know, preaching, <laughs> preaching, I was like, you know, come on, man, that's just so, you know, but that was my limiting belief. And and honestly, I can tell you this is that I, I dig it when they do stuff. I dig it when they get on fire like that. And the reason that I love him so much is I actually, it wasn't because I was seeing him. It was because I was listening to something on YouTube, you know, and this, and this helped me to get past my limiting beliefs because I was struggling. I was going through a horrible, horrible, horrible time. Nothing was really working out the way I wanted it to. And honestly, my, my, my faith was being tested so hard that I was really just thinking, this is stupid. I don't know. What the hell am I doing? What the hell am I thinking? What, you know, and I kept thinking it was God attacking me, you know, and, and I, and I didn't have anybody that was telling me anything different other than my sister. You know, no, it's not, I'm telling you, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not. So I was trying to hold on to that as best as I could. And one day 
I remember I was in the car and I, I was turning, I actually was headed to work. I was getting ready to, to go to work. And so what I did is I, I found a, I just was finding anything that was TD Jakes and I turned it on. I had my, my Bluetooth headphones on and I remember he was on fire. Man, he was just on fire. And I remember him saying that the enemy is going to attack you. He is going to come at you tooth, nail. He is going to come after you. And if he could kill you, he would happily do so. And he's going to make this unbelievable, relentless attack on your mind. You're not going to know what to do. It's You're going to be in the, a firefight literally from hell. And you're outmanned, outgunned, outnumbered, and you, the only thing that you're looking at is, is death. And he said, but here's why the enemy is throwing everything at you that he possibly can in hopes that you will quit or that you will die. He's afraid of you. He's afraid of your power. He's afraid that you're not going to be a part of his devotees, if you want to call it. You're not going to be a part of the, the hellish demons that are that make up this earth. You're going to be a good person. The enemy is going to be under your feet. You're going to walk on him, according to the Bible. He will be under you. Okay? But when T.D. Jakes was sitting there going, he's afraid of you. He's afraid of your power. And I'm going, wait a minute. I have power? He's afraid of me. And the reason that he's doing it is because I'm about to have a breakthrough and that my life is changing. And so what he's trying to do is limit my beliefs. He's trying to get me down. He's trying to drag me down. He's trying to pull me down. No, no, no. You're a piece of shit. No, no, no. You're the piece of shit that did this. You're the piece of shit that did that. You're the asshole. You're the you're you're the loser. You're the guy with with uh, uh, that doesn't pay his bills very well. You're the dude that did this. You're you know you 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 know your kids. One of your kids won't talk to you. You know. You can't change. You're a piece of shit. So forget all that. And then you sit there and go, whoa, 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 whoa wait a minute. This asshole's afraid of me. I'm actually changing, and that's why this is coming at me. It's because I am changing. Things are changing for me. I'm not a piece of shit. I'm not an asshole. I'm actually turning my life around so that my, my one of my children can be proud of me. You know? And, and yes, I've made some mistakes in my life, but people who know me are now going to go, man, dude, I was a little worried about you there for a while, but you picked it up, brother. Come on. High five. Thank you. Good job, man. Nice to see you back. And then I remember distinctly stopping the truck and sobbing. 
I couldn't drive. I was sobbing so hard because I got it. Because I was kicking my own ass with the help of the enemy who's who's coaching you on going, eh, you're a piece of shit, dude. Come on. Come on back over here. Come here. I'm gonna I'm gonna we're gonna hug you. We're gonna stay we're gonna stay in this in this this mire of shit. This is where you belong. You're an asshole. You're a piece of shit. This is where this is where you're comfortable. Stay here with me. No, no, hell no, no. Because here's the thing about change. There may be people in your life who continue to judge you. Who continue to say, no, you're the piece of shit that you've always been. Have a nice day. Well, here's my answer to that. And to anybody that wants to listen. If I was the same person I was at XYZ time in my life. And I was still doing the same things. Still effing up the same way. I would say that you have a valid point and point taken. I'm a piece of shit. Now, if I have turned my life around, if I don't do the same things that I'm doing, if I'm actually trying to be a blessing to the world and I'm trying to do things that make me happy so that I bring a happy me to the world around me, then no, you have no basis to say that I'm a piece of shit. You could 20 years ago, whatever the time frame is or was, five hours ago, whatever, if you've learned and you've changed then, you know, people can have their opinions. People can stay pissed at you and people can say, okay, that's fine. They don't even, you know, most people that do that don't even care about hearing a backstory that is not an excuse. But if you had the complete picture, you might say, okay, I see what you went through. Yes, it hurt me. I don't know that I can forgive all of that. But for who you are today, I'm grateful. You want to hold on to shit in the past and, you know, hey, hold on to it. It's a, that's up to you. So don't have that limiting belief that you're the piece of shit that you were. If you've made mistakes in your life, you know, I, I read a book, you know, a woman who, who's written a, a really great book, you know, it's financial success and talked about being a promiscuous woman with a drug problem. Well, if I'm speaking to you now and you were a promiscuous woman with a drug problem and people labeled you whore, slut, whatever other god-awful thing they could label you, and maybe you labeled yourself that. Maybe you labeled yourself as a slut and a whore. Maybe you were doing that to punish yourself because of, for some other reason. I don't know. But if you're not that person today then you deserve from yourself the respect that a gentleman should give you insofar as not treating you as a whore or with disrespect. So I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense.
because it does to me, so I'm pretty sure it does to you guys because I know that you guys are intelligent. You know, you have to not have that limiting belief about yourself. And if you're a different person than you were, or let's say that today, that you woke up this morning and you couldn't even remember the name of the person that's lying next to you. Let's say that, that, that today is that, is that turning point. Do you want to not be labeled that person anymore? Do you not want to wake up and go, what was this dude's fucking name? What was this chick's name? You know, not even remember where the hell you'd been the night before. Some of you that have listened to me for a long time have heard my Cleveland story. If you want to hear my Cleveland story, send me a send me a voice message through Anchor, which you can do, or send me a thing and I will tell you my Cleveland story. Or I will send you the article that has my Cleveland story in it. So, you know, it's it's what you think of you that matters. It's what you believe in you that matters. If you want to try, if you, you know, there, there was a time when I, 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 I needed something in my life. So I said, you know what, I'm going to try to run a marathon. And this is like maybe 90 days before the Dallas Marathon. <laughs> going, well, I'm overweight. I'm this, I'm that, but I think I can do this. And I actually trained up and I was actually, and I, I will freely admit Part of the time I was walking, I didn't run 17.2 miles or 17.4 miles, but I made it, but I made it 17.4 miles, which to me was an achievement. It was ironic because, and I love to tell this story, especially to, to guys, because it's hysterical and it's, and, and I don't know why this happened this way, but it did. And so anyway, the reason that I knew it was 17.4 miles is because there was a sign there because the Hooters girls were there at 17.4 miles giving out uh, water and other things. And I collapsed at 17.4 miles because, and I had three Hooter girls come out and help me get up, you know, and, and I was honestly embarrassed because I didn't want to quit. I didn't want to finish, but I, I did. And now I wished I hadn't, you know. And, and I'm thinking about something along those lines again. You know, I've got some 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 things that I want to achieve. And so I'm working on um, getting more exercise and being more in shape and being more in tune with my body. I'm not going to have that limiting belief anymore. So I'm working on it. And, I, and right now I give myself a D minus in that area. I need to kick that shit up a notch. But I'm making so many strides in so many other areas that I'm I'm willing to say that any forward momentum is forward momentum. Do I need to crank it up? Hell yeah, I need to crank it up. But here's the good thing is I know that I'm going to do it. I know that I need to do it. And, and I work towards that every day. But I don't beat myself up because I'm not doing probably as much as I could do every day in that respect. But I have taken strides forward. I have m- created some forward momentum. Is it is it champion forward momentum? Certainly not. 
but there are areas of my life where it is champ, where it is champion, uh, where it is, it is going to the next level. It is kicking it up a notch in all those cliches that just drive me insane. Because, and you guys know that, that I, that I've written and, and talked about, you know, um, you know, you hear all these things, all these motivational things. What sacrifice are you willing to make? I'm not willing to sacrifice shit. What I'm willing to do is make an investment in my success. And what I need to do, if that requires me to get up earlier, if that requires me to work one more hour, if that requires me to be more organized in my day so that I can include fitness into my life, then that's what I'm going to do and that's what I need to do. And that's an investment in my success. That is not a sacrifice. You know, am I going to and historically have done this? Am I going to say, honey, I can't make it to the kids thing because I got to work. If I had organized my day and here's what I had, here's what, here's the hard ass lesson you got to learn winning. And I piss people off all the time. If you can't find enough time in your day to, to, uh, actually do something you want to do for an hour, leave work early, 30 minutes, then you cannot manage your time. You do not understand the difference between activity and productivity. When you do grasp that concept, activity versus productivity, when you don't confuse the two, oh, I'm so busy. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. No, 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 no. Okay. I'm telling you, there's some things in your in your life that you could do where I could show you where you could pick up 20 hours a week. There are some exceptions to that rule. Doctors, for example. If you've got 50 patients in your waiting room and you've got 10 exam rooms, okay, and one person's a little more sick than the other. You have an emergency in one room. Oh, my God, there comes another emergency. Can you manage all that time? Absolutely not. Why? Because there are factors in that that make it impossible for you to, to be able to say, well, no, that's not part of what I'm working on right now. If Mr. Jones over here is having a heart attack, then I can't help him. Because I've got to finish this task first. That doesn't work that way. So there are some exceptions to the rule. So, and I do get some uh, pissed off people that tell me, well, dude, blah, 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 how do I do all this shit? You, you know, you're not Mr. Fix-It. Well, in, in 95% of the time, I am Mr. Fix-It in, with your time. The other time, you're right. There's There are some things. If you're a fireman and the fire alarm goes off and you're in the middle of doing something while you're writing your book, and you're not completed with that task and you get drug off of it, okay, then you might lose that time. So I get it. You get it. My point is don't overthink shit. There are exceptions to every rule. But if you're not a doctor, if you're not a fireman, if you're not a policeman going out on a call, you know, then then chillax. Don't overthink this and let's start making some time. Let's start learning how to be productive in that time. And how do we get around that? We 
kick that limiting belief that we don't have enough time in a day that I can't, you know, I got kids, soccer, I got kids, you know, single moms. I got, I got to do all this shit with my kids. Kids get home. I got to make, I got to do laundry. I got to do all this stuff. Okay, I get it. But here's the thing. Okay. How many times in the day while your mom, are you checking social media? You know, um, how many times have you done things that actually had nothing to do with your kids? Okay. So what I'm suggesting to you is, is maybe we sit down and we write down on a calendar and organize our day a little bit and see if there's any places that we can pick up or any places where we're wasting time. Social media people is the worst of the worst of the worst in wasting your damn time. I'm not saying you can't be on Facebook, but holy crap, how many times a day do you need to check it? Your life is not going to implode if you're not on Facebook until, if you were on Facebook early this morning and you were on Facebook late tonight. I completely, and I'm not, again, I'm not saying you got to, I, I, I got off Facebook for a lot of reasons, Okay. Most of which is that I got sick and tired of my privacy being coming up on LifeLock and saying, you know, you've had this problem or you've had that problem. And it all drips back down to Facebook. Plus, I don't like the fact that they put political bullshit on me that I don't give a crap about. I don't want to know it. I don't need to know it. You know what? Because there's not a damn thing in Washington I can change. Not one. I could vote for another guy. But who knows? I can sit around and bitch about it. I can sit around and cry about it. I can sit around and crawl about it. But you know what? At the end of the day, what it's done is wasted my freaking time. You can change you. you can, and you can change the world if that's what you're setting out to do. Don't let me be that limiting person. But I'm here to tell you, I, I don't pay attention to that shit because why? This is not really a damn thing I can do about it. The only time I can really voice my opinion is at the voting booth. Other than that, all the rest of it is all just weedy weedy bullshit. Oh, he said that. He did this. He did that. Who gives a damn? Do your fucking job and then maybe I can, you know, figure something out. Wow. Got me passioned up about some shit there, didn't it? See, that's my point. Is the, all that stuff gets in and, and starts screwing with your day because you get pissed off about it. So what do we do? We organize our day. We get this limiting shit out of it. We get these aggravating things off of us. And we, and we learn to say, okay, if, if the kids are going to be home, I got afternoon snacks and I got some stuff. Can I meal prep afternoon snacks? Can I take a day? Can I figure out how to organize? And can I meal prep snacks where the kid, all the kids got to do is go to the refrigerator and grab their, their snack, their snack box for that day. Can I do that? Does it make sense for me to do that? Well, you won't know until you dig in and try. But if you say, oh, my God, there's no way I could fit that in. Okay, so let me I'm going to let you guys think about my P test. So the first thing I ask you 
when if we're in a seminar, if we're in something like that, if we're in a, a group situation, the dude, I don't have time. Okay, let me ask you guys a question. Who in here went to the bathroom? Everybody raise their hand. Who went into the bathroom the last hour? Who went in the bathroom the last whatever? Okay. Okay, well, here's the thing. Why do you get up and go to the bathroom? Simple answer. I have to. Well, here's my deal. You have to organize your life. You have to find time in your day. You have to be productive. You have to get out of your noodle. Activity is the same thing as productivity. Activity is doing a bunch of shit, running around the house, looking at Facebook and going, you know, going in 10 million different directions instead of saying, you know, from 10 to 11, I'm, I'm just going to focus on laundry. I'm not doing shit ass else except focusing on laundry. Or I'm going to do this at work, or I'm going to get this project done at work, or for this time, I'm going to focus on emails. From this time, I'm going to focus on my uh, answering text messages. On this time, I'm going to do my uh, presentation on this, you know, and you figure out how to, to, to put that in. Look at yourself like you're a show, a live show. Ah, you're Oprah. Okay. What has to happen during the show? Well, from this time to this time, we're going to have this guest on and we're going to focus on these things. From this time to this time, we're going to have our next guest and we're going to focus on these things. From this time to this time, we're going to focus on this guest and these things. From this time to this time, Oprah's going to be out there doing her thing. See? She can't go mishy-mashy and go out there and go, well, I've got, you know, three guests today. Let's see. I'm not sure which one I'm going to bring out yet. Not sure what I'm going to talk about. Um, hang on. I got to check my Facebook page. Hold on. I got to make a Twitter. I got to make a Twitter post. Okay. So wait, I got um, Julia Roberts back there. Um, I got Antonio Banderas. Well, let's bring out Antonio. Hey, dude, what's going on? What's up? What have you been doing? Instead of knowing that he has a new movie that he has a new love in his life or he has grandkids or he has kids or he has uh, something that he's passionate about that he wanted to come to the show to talk about. And then you fill that 15 minute segment with the coolest stuff ever. And people go, Oh my God, that was the coolest part of the show. Oh my God. I love him so much. Bring out Julia Roberts. Well, Hey Julia, what's going on? You know, any movies in the world? Well, yeah, that's kind of why I'm here. Oh, yeah, really? What have you been working on? How are, how are the kids? Wait, how many kids you got again? One, two, what were their names again? What? That's activity. Productivity is saying, how is little Susie? How is little John? How is the new movie, the best of the best of the best of Julia Roberts? How's, you know, and tell us about it. What got you passionate about doing that project? You know, oh my God, I loved it. I saw it. I took some time and I did this and I did that. What is that doing? That is being product productive, okay? And you're filling that time with productivity. So look at your, your, your Oprah. And you've got to, for this hour, fill this hour with really cool stuff. So what do you do? Ah, starting to make a little sense now, isn't it? Yeah. 
So that's how you organize your day between activity and productivity is you have a plan for that time and you do nothing but that for that time. You don't stop in the middle of it and go, oh my God, my sister just put up that she's uh, uh, making a ziti for dinner. Okay, that can wait. They can even wait till after they've had dinner where you can go, oh, hey, I saw that where you made ziti today. How was it? Really? Think about it. Your sister making a pot of ziti is more important than what it is that you're working on. Maybe it was getting your kids' clothes done so you can move on to something else. You know why? Because I want you to be able to have that quality time with your children. I want you to be able to go, okay, all this stuff's done. Kids have done it. Kids have, we made a game out of putting our clothes up and we do some stuff and we got some chores done. Now, guess what? Hey, how was your day? I want to tell you a story about your grandma. I want to tell you a story, something I used to do with my kid or that my mom used to do with me and I'd like to do it with you. Would you be interested? Huh? Wow, now we're starting to find time. To do what? Have a life with some meaning. Why? Because we're doing productive things that get us to a point where we can have a life. And honestly, if you're doing things where you can be productive, here's the skinny. That's going to make it fun. That's going to make it, oh my God, I got, man, I got stuff done. That's going to give you fulfillment. Because you're not running around doing a hundred things and not getting jack shit done. That causes frustration. That causes you to snap at your husband when he gets home. And that's a two-way street. Let's say your husband's not doing that at work. Comes home, he's got a hundred projects, can't finish freaking one of them. Can't close one cell because he's got ten deals in the mix, but can't close one. Why? Because he's not giving enough focus to picking the low-hanging fruit. He's doing all this work because you know what he does? He gets he gets on Facebook and looks at his buddies who played golf. He gets takes a couple of personal phone calls. He gets a call from you. He might even get a call from the kids. Could it have waited? I'm not suggesting you can't talk to your husband. I'm not suggesting you can't call your husband out of the blue and say, you know what, honey, I love you. <laughs> I can't begin to tell you I'm so happy that my life is with you. I just wanted you to know that. That right now in this moment, I couldn't think of anything but you. And I just, I, I'm in love. I love you. Have a good day. Bye. Absolutely. But if you're calm, say, what do you want for dinner? Uh, let's make times to figure out. Maybe we figure out a, a, on a, uh, before we go grocery shopping, okay, we're going to have these meals. We're going to have these on, you know, I'm not sure what night you're going to have lasagna, but this week, some night you're going to have lasagna. One night you're going to have hamburgers. One night, guess what? We're getting Domino's pizza. Have it planned out. Have it organized. Well, I can't live my life that way. <laughs> you want, you want to, you want to have a life filled with all kinds of wonderful things that you could do, or do you want to go around with, you know, a thousand things and never complete one. Or the night that you wanted to do lasagna, you did all this bullshit, and now all of a sudden you go, oh, shit, it's 5 o'clock. He's going to be home here in 30 minutes. Fuck. Uh, kids, where's the Domino's uh, pizza number? 
See, planning's not a bad thing. Organization's not a bad thing. Having that limiting thought that it is, it's what's going to keep you mired in bullshit. It's going to keep you from reaching your champion level. That's what that's going to do. Because why? You get frustrated. What do you do? You take it out on your kids and you got teenage kids. Mom, you're a bitch. Dad, you're an asshole. Why? Because you're bringing the frustration that's your life into other relationships. Because you have the limiting belief that you can't do it. That you can't conquer time. You can't conquer your life. Yes, you bloody can. And it's going to hurt. It's going to take a lot of time. It's going to take you going through pain, misery. It's gonna, you're going to have to bring yourself kicking and screaming until it's done. Nelson Mandela says, everything's impossible until you do it. So just do it because everything is not impossible. You building a rocket and flying it to the moon, unless you're some sort of PhD physicist or whatever it takes to build a rocket engine and can get all that, I get it, okay? But you're not. You're a regular Joe trying to get through this life the same as me. And I can tell you that your limiting belief, your limits on yourself and the the, the hardest fight that you're going to have is with you. But you can get through it. You can learn to love what I'm talking about. I'm learning it every day. Am I 100% there? Heck no. But I'm learning and I'm getting there and it gets better and better all the time. And it's really kind of got me to a point of late, especially where I'm like, hell yeah, this shit is really working. Okay, I can do this. Do I stumble and fall? Sure. But I pick myself up and I'm like, okay, wait, I'm off the path. Where am I? Okay, there it is. There it is. I got it. I got it. I got it. All right, I'm back. And my navigation gets back on and I'm going. You can do the same. And believe me, I've gotten to a point where I've gotten in places where it was such a dark place that I really, I couldn't think of a reason why I should even be on this earth. I couldn't think of one reason why. but I held on. I don't know to what, but I held on. And here I am. And you can do the same. I don't, you know, and that's why I'm trying to to suggest to you and show you that this is cool stuff, man. You got to try it and you got to stick with it. You got to stand in line and wait your turn. You got to have patience. And if you listen to all my stuff and if you read all of my articles and you read my books, I'm telling you all this stuff will make sense to you. So please, if nothing else, go to my website, robertbruden.com, and read some read some stuff. Okay? If you can, go get a book. It's on Kindle. Man, it, it, three bucks. Come on. Who didn't have three bucks to invest in their own success? Okay? Subscribe to the show. Subscribe to my podcast. I try to do one every day, every couple of days. Okay? And it'll let you know. Subscribe. Subscribe to, and you can subscribe, you know, the Life Research Project, you can subscribe to it and get three of my books for free. And it's all on the website, so go do it. 
Okay, robertbruton.com. And if you want to leave me a voice message in Anchor, do so. There's a way on the on the show where you can you can actually um, talk to me and leave me a real voice message. It's cool as hell. Use it and try it. So, what are you gonna do today? Hmm. What are you gonna do today? Well, here's one thing you can do today. I want you to sit down tonight. If you're married, sit down with your spouse and say, let's figure out a way for us to get real organized. For us to be able to achieve things in our house, the stuff that we got to normally do so that we can have more time for us. We can have more time for, for fun or that we can have more time to do something fulfilling in our life. We can have more time to do whatever, go to a cooking class together, you know, do something that makes you a couple. You can do the same thing with your children. If they're too little to, to do stuff like that, then figure out ways to, to make mommy stuff that has to get done during the day or daddy stuff that has to get done during the day. Make sure that you get all that stuff done so that you can be present in the moment when you're with your toddler. So that that child has a bond with you that will carry it through the rest of its life. So do something today. I never end anything without saying, take a step forward. Forward momentum, it, no matter how little a step you take today or how big a step you can take today, doesn't matter. They're both steps forward. Take it forward. Nobody's met. This isn't a distance run. It is in a sense, but it ain't no sprint neither. So take a step. This is not a horse race. You don't, you know, we're not trying to beat anybody. What you're trying to do is move your 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 body and soul forward. All right, cool. All right, robertbruton.com is where you can go see stuff. There's also a link to uh, my website and all my shows uh, are in the uh, show uh, descriptions and stuff. You can what else? You can just go there. You can you can communicate with me about a thousand different ways. So I look forward to it. All right, cool. Well, God bless you. Thanks to all our Patreon supporters. Uh, that's a place that you can go and, and support us. You can also, there's a tab to buy me a cup of coffee. So if you love what you hear on or love what you read on the website, go there. And you can also subscribe to the show. Um, you can do one-time gifts or you can do monthly subscriptions. Thank you to all of our Patreons, uh, uh, followers who are our patrons now. And thank you to everybody who subscribes to our podcast and for those of you that every now and again buy me a cup of coffee on the buy me a cup of coffee tab, that is so cool. I love getting those emails. Thank you, and I love you all. Thank you for all your beautiful comments on our blog, and thank you for all your beautiful uh, uh, suggestions and things that you want to hear and things that you like to hear. And thanks for sharing your testimony with me. I love it. Absolutely love it. So God bless you. I love you. And... If you have somebody close to you, go give them a hug. Pay it forward. All right. Thanks again. And this is the Robert Bruton Podcast Show. And I'm Robert Bruton. And we'll talk again soon. Bye for now.